ready for this? You ready? All right, let's do it. Ah, uh, yeah. Welcome to Envision Broadcasting, the station designed to encourage, equip, and empower you for growth and success. Presents Thrive Talk with TKT, a show that shares the stories and experiences of motherhood, entrepreneurship, leadership, and success. Thrive Talk with TKT begins now. Hello, thank you for joining us once again. You are listening to Thrive Talk with TKT. I am one of your hosts, Dr. Tracy Hines Lashley. We have Coach K and Miss Myers. And we have a special guest with us today. Her name is Denise Murphy. So I am the CEO and founder of Bossed Up Leaders Incorporated a nonprofit is we're a 501c3. So if you care to donate, go to our site, bossedupleadhers.org. And Miss Karen Hines, Coach K. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Um, I am so happy to be here today and having our wonderful and beautiful guest. I am so happy to hear her story and learn from her. And I'm also the COO of Boston Leaders, Tiffany Myers. Hello, everyone. I am Tiffany Myers, the CFO of Bossed Up Lead Hers. I'm excited for you guys to be here to hear this excellent story. It's so informational. So I hope you're ready. All right, Miss Denise. Yes. Tell us about yourself. <laughs> okay. Hi, everybody. My name is Denise Murphy. I'm the founder and CEO of DPM Financial LLC here in beautiful downtown Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, I also have another business, uh, Square Biz Services, which is a graphic design business. Um, just to tell you a little bit about my background, I'm originally from Philadelphia. Go Eagles! <laughs> oh, no, ma'am. We ain't doing that. Like, cut the mic. Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd get in trouble with that way. <laughs> I'm married to um married to an Air Force veteran. Um, I have one son and uh, one daughter and two and a half granddaughter. You say, what do you mean two and a half granddaughter? Well, I have one a granddaughter who will be here this time next month. <laughs> that's how. <laughs> I guess that's a little more than two and a half. But um, and then my old my oldest granddaughter is 21 and my other granddaughter is two years old and then she's the one who's about to have a baby sister and so um in about a week i'm going to maryland to be with my son and daughter-in-law and my grandbaby and my new grandbaby on the way and i'm going to be there for six weeks and i thank god for entrepreneurship because if i was working on the corporate plantation i wouldn't be able to take off that time so i'm thankful for that now, as far as my background is concerned, um, I have a Bachelor of Science in Electrical Engineering Technology um, that I earned from Colorado Technical University. When my husband was in the military, we, you know, naturally, as many of you know, got shipped from here and there. Um, so every time we were at a base or an installation, I take a few courses here and there. So finally, when we got to Colorado Springs, I was there long enough to gather all my courses from the other four universities I'd attended and um, buckle down and focus on a technical field and earn my degree. So that started my career in the corporate world. I started my professional career working for um, Hewlett Packard in Mountain View, California. And I worked with them for about 10, 15 years. I've had, well, 13 years total. Um, is my was my IT experience in the public sector. Then um, things happened. Life life got in the way. You know, we shifted gears, moved across the country a few times, landed here in Fayetteville, North Carolina, where I started working for 
the Department of Defense, um, also in IT, an IT career. However, because my corporate journey was sketchy, basically I was following my husband around all those years, I always had a quote unquote side hustle. And so that's how I started. And um, so, but rather than just, you know, and this is what fit for me because I always had a, um, you know, a love of the, uh, a love for math and science and, you know, numbers and finances and things like that. So I got my um, mortgage broker license when I was in California and went off as an independent mortgage broker, started my independent mortgage broker business. Around that time though, um, my husband who had just gotten out of the military but was working for civil service, um, we got caught up in what a base closure situation in California. So I had to give up my mortgage business in California and come back and come to North Carolina because he was following his job um, and basically start over. But, and, at, and so at that time I got my insurance license um, because that seemed like something that I could do independent, you know, and it worked out pretty good. It, it filled in the gaps. And then I, like I said, I eventually went back to IT with the federal government, but all along, I never gave up my entrepreneurship. I would, you know, make sure that my continuing education was always um, current so that I could always, you know, flip on the dime if I needed to go, you know, go back to my entrepreneurial career as opposed to the nine to five. Um, so for several years, um, I did them both. Naturally, I did the entrepreneur or the insurance business part time. There are several companies who allow you to write policies uh, part-time just as long as you're you know within compliance and you keep your credentials up and so i made sure that i did that um however naturally it came to a point where it just got to be too overwhelming trying to do both or trying to do everything that's just two of the jobs that i had naturally i i was a mother you know a wife um a daughter uh, my parents helped you know, was starting to, as they got older, you know, was starting to fail them. And so anyway, it, it just got to a point two years ago when um, with the mounting pressures of my nine to five IT job in the federal government. And so I just had to make a choice. And so that's when I decided, um, I, like I was telling Tracy earlier, Dr. Lashley earlier, um, you know, I, I started, I looked at the numbers because I'm a numbers person. And once I realized that I could retire, get my pension, um, social security, and still work my entre entrepreneurial insurance business, I was off to the races. I put in, once I realized that in less than 30 days, I put in my retirement papers and haven't looked back. Well, if I, actually, I've looked back to say maybe I should have done it sooner. <laughs> but um, so I hope I'm not babbling here. But that's just just kind of the um, you know my journey from you know when I married my oh by the way I forgot to mention this my husband he was my high school sweetheart we've known each other all of our lives just about <laughs> and so um, that's how I got from there to here where I am now. So. You know, I have to ask a good question because um, people don't stay married anymore. What keeps you together? What makes you want to stay in the marriage? Like, what's keeping you guys whole? And do you have a lot of fun? Wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, hey, you put it out there. I just want to know. All, how, how you know do you don't do let it? anybody tell you that it's you know, all wine and roses. You know, because that, you know, there are ups and downs. I think the, um, what, in our particular situation, the fact that we, um, you know, we both grew up in Philadelphia. You know, I, I love Philadelphia. We both loved Philadelphia, but we, we both, you know, by the time we were in high school, we both knew that, you know, we, were, we weren't going to stay in Philadelphia. And so we had a, we had a joint dream, you know, from, from, the, from the start. And so we, you know, we went off you know, on our own, basically, after we got married 
soon as we got married, you know, we were um, at another station. We were in Ohio. And so if you, um, we, we learned, we had to learn in order to survive. We had to depend on each other. We didn't have family. Family was, um, gosh, 10, 10 hours away. And so it, um, we had to establish, first of all, you know, and, and well, let me see. Then my daughter came along about, a, you know, a year later after, you know, after we moved. And so, you know, we had to, her, we had to, you know, we had to shield her from all her harm and danger, you know, no, no matter what. So no matter what the personal cost, you know, protect that baby. So that's kind of um, where it stems from. And then we just, you know, that whatever didn't break us made us stronger. And I, um, I don't know, I'm getting teary-eyed. <laughs> <No. laughs> you know, reflecting on it. Like, I hear that it's like, it's like work all the time. You, you have to fall in love with each other daily. It is. It is. That, you have to renew it. You know, you can't. Yeah. And like I said, I'd be lying if I said, you know, we never had any struggles. <laughs> But we always you know, try to um, work it out, work out the And so my husband, and he's the type of person that, because like I said, when we were we were in high school making plans, you know, five years from now, you know, we're gonna do this, and, and I'm gonna do this, and, and I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. He's never tried to hold me back. He always encouraged me and lifted me up. Him, and, you know, some relationships, um, and I hate to be, you know, sound or, or um, paint everybody with the same brush, but a lot of men, unfortunately, they're you know, they're they're threatened by a woman, you know, of equal, you know, they're a merger of equals. They don't, you know, the only way they can feel big is to make you feel small. Well, my husband was never like that. He was always pushing me. Sometimes I had him. <laughs> I got my degree before he did. When we oh, were wow. in Colorado, he, he said, no, you know, because I was there and I was working, you know, in a clerical field. And he said, no, just, you know, you're doing okay. Quit your job. Go to school, you know, finish school, get your education. And um, and don't get an okie doke. You know, get your engineering degree. That way you can take care of me. <laughs> he would have been happy being a, a house husband. But then he got he actually got his engineering degree after I did. And we just took care of supporting each other. And um and um you know that's um, I don't know. I don't know, you know I I don't know. The secret is um the first secret is well, two things mutual respect and communication those two things are without those you know everything else is, is a, a foundation of sand so without those two stones we're, we're, so okay <laughs> yeah, I, I had to ask that question because i know a lot of women would want to hear that answer <laughs> okay. especially when you put out how long you guys have been together well you didn't say how many years but yeah since high school yeah that's <laughs> that's yeah. huge and it's funny because when i um um well not even now but you know when i've been married like maybe 10 years or so um and people would say oh you've been married 10 years how can you how can you possibly still love somebody that you love 10 years ago <laughs> or you know and like i mean guilting me like something's wrong with me like what's wrong with you <laughs> But I said, hey, you know, to each his own, you know, this happened for me, you know, maybe, you know, it's not going to happen for everybody, but, and I'm not, you know, maybe just stars were just aligned right, <laughs> such that it worked, you know, but, you know, but don't, I'm, you know, I'm not going to demonize anybody for not staying in a relationship, because nobody knows what goes on behind closed doors, mm -hmm. so everybody's situation is equal, but at the same time, I'm, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to condemn you Mary Sue, so don't condemn me. You know, like you know, the implication was you must be, you know, desperate or stupid, you know, to be with somebody <laughs> that you knew back then, and you've grown. You've grown. I said, well, we, you know, I, I'd like to think that we've grown together. You know. Oh, you know, baby, start crying. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Well. Um, 
I know you mentioned you had uh, several companies, and I, I heard you yes, say graphic yes, designing. Square Square Biz Graphic Design, Square Biz Services, um, and it's um, the focus is on business consulting and graphic design. Um, for the most part, in the print media, um, you know things like um, branding, you know logos. Um, let me see. I should know this off the top of my head, right? <laughs> well, there's so much to it. <laughs> because we do have a lot. Actually, I do have a list of services here. Let me see if I know all of But um, but you know, print media, um, your business cards. I do branding packages where I do you know business cards, flyers, maybe um, a logo, a website, um. And things like that and then with my granddaughter my 21 year old granddaughter she's now got me into the merch side you know so we do you know wow. and, and hoodies and, <laughs> and and um cups and mugs and oh and now with COVID 19 we just added masks mm -hmm. customized masks you know with your brand identity on um logos and things like that on or any really anything you want um another area where is Standing into is, um, children's clothes with my grandkids. It just came up. Well, why don't I do onesies? You, you know, you do T-shirts for adults. Why not do onesies for kids? So we just started doing onesies about a month ago. You know, for newborns and, and T-shirts for toddlers. And you know, it's just amazing once you um, once you start down the road, and then you you know you just let your mind you know you take the blinders off, and then so many ideas. And my granddaughter, my 21-year-old granddaughter, Taylor, if you're out there, she keeps me um, inspired uh, in the know. So, <laughs> wow, that is awesome! Family business for real. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then you can see the growth, like she said, how she started off here, and now she has the brand and the logo, and now she's incorporated. The, the clothing side of all the merchandise. And now we have the toddlers, not just adults. I mean, that is a growing businesses. And, and I like that because that's what I try to teach people. Even if you start your business out one way, you want to always be able to adapt to the times, to the changes, to economics, whatever's going on. And um, so, so my question would be, because I have a company called Passion Getaways and my coaching is life passion academy to hear the things that you've done i want to know what like what drives your passion what are you passionate about that have made you create your businesses and become an entrepreneur and stick with it okay well excuse me a couple of things but actually before i answer that question let me um let me tell you a little about the, um, my other business because that was my initial passion um, DTM financial LLC um, so it's a financial services company um, I'm a licensed um, insurance broker I'm licensed in six different states um, so for life insurance health insurance um, annuities and um, various other financial services products now, what inspired um, what inspires me, and what continues to inspire me, I think more than anything else, is the lack of financial literacy in this country. I mean, children come out of high school and they're sitting bucks for the loan sharks, for the payday lenders. Um, they they mess the student. They're coming out first of all, coming out of college with student loan debt through the ceiling, and then. And there, and then the credit card companies are preying on them. the credit. I couldn't believe this. The credit card companies are on campus selling, you know, signing these kids up for credit cards. They don't even have a job. They're going to come out of college with student loan debt as if that's not bad enough. They're going to have credit card debt. How do you, how do you get ahead when, with, when the deck, the deck is stacked so much against you, you know, out the gate. And so my passion is, and this is, um, I'm a certified financial educator, and my goal is to tell the scream from the rooftops, financial literacy. Don't get into credit card debt if you can help it. Know what your credit score is. 
um, they teach the Pythagorean theorem. I'm an engineering student. They teach the Pythagorean theorem to, to everybody who's not even to, to general education students. But they don't teach how to balance a checkbook or how to, the rule of 72, you know, how if you divide your interest rate by 72, that tells you how long it takes for your money to double. Compounding interest, how it can work for you if you're getting it, but against you if you're paying it. Things like this, fundamental, fundamental financial principles that just aren't taught. And I think it's an insidious plan, and maybe call me a conspiracy theorist, but I think it's a because uh, we're taught, okay, get a good job, or, or go to school, go to college, get a good job, and they're training you to be an employee. They're not training you to be an entrepreneur. They're not training you to use your mind. And if any, COVID hasn't taught us anything else, it should have taught us that we need to be in control of our destiny. How many people are out work? They thought they were, they were fat, dumb, and happy on the, on the, on the um, corporate plantation. And then boom, just like that, it can be zapped out from under you. And what do you do? What do you have? What do you have to fall back on? So even if you are, and I, I shouldn't, I'm not knocking corporation, you know, the corporate structure, but you're never going to, you're never going to get ahead. You're never, I mean, you're going to be just over broke. That's what job stands for. Paycheck to paycheck, just over broke. You're never going to make it rich. You're never going to be a millionaire. I guarantee you the upper 1%, they're not teaching their kids to go get a job. They're telling them to own it. Their own jobs. And so that you know, and that's interesting that you say that because um, I've gotten to know um, Forbes Riley very well, and I watch her and I listen to her stories, and she's actually teaching her children to be entrepreneurs at a young age. She used to take her daughter on set with her when she went to go make movies mm -hmm. and stuff, and she was when she was a teenager, no, I think nine years old. She actually had a conversation with the set people on the set telling them how they can make themselves better telling them actually her product line she has a spin gym so she actually saved them money on their spin gym just by listening to their stories all these years and yeah and and today she has expanded her corporation so yes so we need to start doing that more Yes. And, and I believe it's maybe because she was in her 40s when she started having children and, and, and we were younger. <laughs> we don't know any better. <laughs> right, right. Well, man, that's the thing. We don't know any better. And that's why I, you know, at, at this point in my life, I want to, I want to, I want to talk to anybody who will listen to me. Even if they shut me down, it's, it's almost like, it's just like, it's almost like this is my, my, um, my ministry or something. You know, just like, and I'm, for, and then I'm also, I'm a card carrying, born again Christian, proud of it. Um, I know this is, you know, an, um, uh, an era of political correctness, so I'm not going to go far that too far into that. But I'm just going to say that, you know, without God on my side, I know I wouldn't be where I am. Well, let I me mean, tell you this. If they don't want to hear about God, they can turn us off because that's one thing we know. We know if it wasn't for him, we would not be here. Exactly. So no, ma'am, don't ever shut God off because of a platform. Right. Okay. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, 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 no, I, don't have, I don't have a closet. <laughs> I don't have God, I swear. <laughs> too good to me. <laughs> <Part of here. laughs> <That's another day. laughs> But, um, but no. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. Okay. We would love to have you on our show. Here at Bossed Up Leaders Inc., we take pride in elevated women by providing a platform to have a voice and promote their business or service. Our core values are accountability, growth, balance, leadership, community, and entrepreneurship. We would love for you to be on our show. If you are interested in being on the show, please go to bossdupleaders.org. 
Bossed Up Leadhers Incorporated is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation with a mission to eliminate stereotypes amongst women and girls in the workplace, schools, and communities, while providing a sanctuary to produce intentional growth, success, and significance. Generate essential resources to elevate women and girls to an entrepreneurial mindset and executive leadership. Our amazing team of regulars and part-time volunteers are committed to helping others. We take our convictions and turn them into action. Think you would be a good fit? Get in touch for more information. If you wish to find out more or donate to help with our cause, go to bossdupleteherz.org. We are back. We are here with our special guest, Ms. Denise Murphy. Woo, if y'all have not been listening, y'all need to find the podcast on this one. <laughs> she has been spilling the juice, the tea, everything on finances and on marriage. Woo, I need to hear that one. Uh, <laughs> I'm not certified in that area. I'm just a user. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you, you stated that you were a techie. You're in technology field. Yes. What did you tell young women or young girls or women, period, about that field and the importance of checking it out? Oh, wow. That's another <laughs> another platform of mine. Um, well, first of all, too, I'm, I'm going to lead by saying that I, um, a few, three years ago, a church um, member, a fellow church member asked me, um, she's a teacher, she's a school teacher, and um, she teaches at a school here in Fayetteville and she said that you know she's you know every year you know they go to this um, they have this uh, science Olympiads I don't know if anybody familiar with that it's like a, a yearly science fair you know for this the whole state participates in it you know and the, the, I think it's just elementary school um, or maybe middle school but anyway she said I'm, I'm tired uh, she said Denise I'm tired of every year we go there and we don't we don't even place you know we don't even um, you know we don't win anything and you know we're I, I'm trying to think of a way to, to get the kids motivated or you know or just do something so I'm convinced that you know maybe I need somebody from the outside so she said I know you because you know she knows me from church she said I know you got something something to do with with um, IT or computers or something and so would you be a, a coach a volunteer coach for our our science Olympiad team and so I said, uh, yeah, I don't know. Me and kids, you know, because <laughs> by this time, this is before I had my my new grandbabies. My um, my oldest granddaughter, you know, she was a uh, um, you know, in high school, and I said, I don't really relate good to you know, kids, elementary school kids, and I, I'm, I'll try it, okay. And so I um, it was a programming um, it was called Pro Gamers, and it was a, it was the it, the the object was of my team was to teach the um, the young teach the kids how to use this pro it's called scratch software um, it's a programming software developed by MIT especially for kids though to kind of whet their appetite and get them interested in technology and um, and computers and things like that and so I I volunteered I, I, we met once a week um, for about four months and um, and starting from scratch, you know, this is a computer, you know. <laughs> and so long story short, well, it's already long, but <laughs> um, we we formed our team. We went the first year, We uh, and then they had the competition near the end of the school year. I think it was in late May. And so we went to Raleigh, you know, with all the other schools and everything. And so for the first time, you know, in the school's history, they placed. They didn't win first place or nothing, but they placed, they came in third. And the kids were just so elated that they, you know, that they, they were, rec you know, that they got the recognition, their names were called. They were just so excited about that. And so that's, you know, that motivated them to keep on going. And so the next year, you know, we had, we had a team. And then last year before the COVID, before COVID hit, our team, took first place. These were kids who weren't even on the map, you know, five years ago, and they came and took first place. And it's a matter of showing, and and the first team was all male. The second, four, and it's only four in a team. 
and they had to compete for those positions. The second team was two males and two females. Um, because I said, I said, I'm here. I, I, I did the first team, but I said, I'm not doing it the second year. I said, I'm not doing it unless there's some girls on the team. I'm sorry. And so we got, so we got 50, 50, we got two girls and two boys. This, the third team, three girls and a boy. These are, these were girls who they shied away from math. They said, we can't, you know, I can't do it. I said, don't ever say that. I said, I don't know who's feeding you that Kool-Aid, but don't drink it, you know. You can do anything you set your mind to. And they were, these girls were, they were sharp and they had the potential, but they had it in their mind because they had been beat down and, and told by the establishment that they couldn't do it. You know, this isn't a place for a girl. You know, girls, you know, go go over there and, you know, do something, you know, with whatever. But, you know, this is, you know, this is man's work, you know. <laughs> and I refused to accept, accept that. I was told that. When I was in junior high school, I refused to accept it. And anytime I run into a, a young girl who says that, I go out of my way to change her mind and say, "Don't, don't you accept that?" And then I'll um, pro gamers team. I um, I convinced them. Once I convinced them to come on the team, and then they started just flourishing. And then that built their confidence. And then, and so. I have what I I guess what I have to say is don't let anybody tell you what you can't do. Now, if you decide you don't want to do it, that's one thing. But don't tell any don't let anybody tell you what you can't do. Because you can do anything if you want it bad enough. If you desire it. Even sometimes desire will sometimes trump ability, natural ability. And so if you've got the desire, sky's the limit. Yes, I'm glad you said that because with me, I always look for potential. I don't always promote or hire the, the best of the best as far as right. knowledge wise. No, you have to fit into the environment. And exactly. Yes. And one thing that I've noticed is a lot of people will let bad apples just sit. And what does that do for the rest of us? <laughs> It spreads like a you know, hot. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I and, and I hate to say it, but that is um I see that I've seen a lot of that in the corporate. I mean, in the well, in the corporate um structure, but also in the federal government. I hate to say it, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. And so, what would you say about being a black female in the IT world? Oh man. How, yeah. Talk about, talk, talk about <laughs> three of us on this platform or in IT, we're black females. If you can endure, if you can stay in there long enough, be, be prepared for an uphill battle because you're always going to be underestimated, undervalued, and overworked. But if it's something, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And so, I, and I knew the battles that I was facing. And more often than not, I was the only, sometimes the only minority, the only black person. And sometimes I was the only, and also I was the only female. So I was, so I'm in a world of um, Caucasian <laughs> men. <laughs> And so naturally, you know, they, they look at you, they think, okay, who left the gate open? How'd she get in here? You know, <laughs> um, it must be some affirmative action, something or another, or another, not knowing I had to work probably 10 times as hard as you did just to, just to make it to the gate because you were given certain, um, the benefit of the doubt, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, naturally, you know, sometimes, you know, privilege comes in there too, but at least you were given the benefit of the doubt and, but negativity, as soon as they saw my black face, they got defensive and, oh, no, we're going to have to take her by the hand and lead her. And no, no, I know more than you. Did you ever get the, re the reaction of, oh, were you only here to meet quota? Yes. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Affirmative action. Yeah. You, you must be the. How about you, Tiffany? 
You're that you're that new <laughs> Look at her head. She was like, she was like <laughs> Oh man. And I one thing though, um, just to just to tell just you know, to show you how people in general um just accept the stereotype. When I was at Hewlett Packard, I was a senior um because I started off in the field, you know, as a field techie, a field rep, going to customer sites, you know, fixing their computers. Um, and so I had, so I was a senior, I was a senior field tech. So I had, um, uh, we had a new guy join our team, you know, tall, you know, five, you know, six foot blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, he was cute. I got to admit, but, well, <laughs> but you know, that's beside the point. But anyway, I had, to take, <laughs> I had to take him around, you know, and, and train him, you know, show him because I was going to, um, you know, uh, we were understaffed. And so everybody had, you know, a, a big caseload. So I wanted to make sure he was trained well so he could take over some of these cases because I just had too many. So, um, so I'm taking, so we're out in the field, you know, we're going to this customer site. We're there. And so um, the, the, um, the business owner, um, it was some corporation. This is out in Silicon Valley, you know, out in um, San Jose, California. So the business owner, so they immediately start talking to who knows, who knows who. <laughs> but they immediately start talking to him, you know, telling him the, the problem and, you know, asking him. A, and so he's looking all confused. So he said, oh, no, I'm a trainee. This Denise Murphy, she's the senior tech here. So, and they... <laughs> If you could have seen their face, you know. I mean, so, and but that's every day. That you know, that's the everyday thing. And you just, it bothers you, but you can't let it, you can't let it stop your resolve, because you know, you know what you know, and um, you know what your mission is. You know what your goal is, and um, you know you can't. You got to develop. You got to grow a thick skin. But at the same time. There's a def delicate balance there because you don't want to you don't want to change who you are, like you don't want to become bitter, and then take that bitterness out on other people, you know. So it's just a, a delicate balance. So and that's where my faith came in God. Boy, I sometimes I would go into my car and I say, God, help me. I need you. <laughs> <Get> <laughs> <in the frame." laughs> and so um and so and and God knew He was doing. Because um, he knew that he had to prune me and, and, and mold me and, and bend me to get me to where I am today. Because I'm, I'm, this is where, this is, this is the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm doing what I love to do. And like I said, it's like a ministry to me. And it, it perf the ministry, my ministry is perfectly in line with God, you know, with, the, with God's ministry, you know, to um, help people. You know who don't you know shield them from hurt harm and danger when you can you know if you're going forward reach back and bring somebody up with you so i'm, I'm doing what i love to do and god is god is um he what he ordains he'll sustain and he is sustaining me and then some and the best is yet to be this is this is the iceberg Mark my word. That's the church for real. <laughs> I know. I said she dropping nuggets, testimony. Bring it, bring it on. Oh, I'm down like yes. I can't stay still. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad it's having that effect. That's that's. that's that's how I'm feeling. That's how I felt for these past, you know, at least for the past year. You know, like I said, when I left my my government job, I had to detox for about a year because it was just so much stuff, so much junk, you know, um, that I went through within in that past year before I retired. And so I just took a year off. And so really the beginning of this year, 2020, is when I really ramped up both businesses and and I haven't looked back. And like and in the mid of in the midst of COVID, I have done better. <laughs> I have been better these last three months than than I than the first three months of the year, and, and maybe it's momentum, you know, because it's more time. But you know, you hear people, you know, every um, well, naturally, I'm, but I'm not a big business, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a brick and mortar, um, and that's another thing. The um, 
the financial services industry, they've finally come into the 21st century and that, you know, most most things are, um, everything can be done electronically, just about. Um, there's no need, and especially with the type of business that, that I'm doing, um, everything, you know, e-signatures, electronic, and if, um, and they can find out all about your health and everything. So now, nine times out of 10, um, you don't even need a, um, a blood and urine or a paramed exam because, you know, they're all of your, well, not all the time, but, but 90, maybe 90% of my cases, they don't even require medical, you know, a, a physical, you know, a physical in-person or in-person physical because they can gather everything they need from your, from your medical file. You have to give, you know, your HIPAA authorization and all that. But, um, and so, um, yes, these last couple of months of, I've been, man, I've been on fire, um, busy, on fire busy. And um, it doesn't look like it's going to let up through um, the end of the year. And the good news is, I'm, I, like I said, I'm going to Maryland to play grandma. But I can do everything that I'm doing here. I can do in Maryland. So yes. I, I'm not missing a beat. So, um, wow. So that, that's, that's where I am. <laughs> oh. Well, that is a lot. I mean, you're amazing. I'm, I'm just gonna say it. You're amazing, cause in what it's been what forty minutes that we've been talking, and I'm like, we need to have a one on one, and I need to sit down with you, and I need to share some some of your knowledge with the world too. So, <laughs> um, wow, thank you. Definitely, need, yeah, we're gonna have to have you back. I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh, you know what? There's one thing I I want to um. Or how much time do we have? Oh, we have another about 19 minutes. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Okay. I wanted to just draw awareness to um, and I'm, I'm I know everybody knows about it, but I just want to you know um, pay pay tribute to um or give it the attention that it deserves. The fact that October is um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and um. I just wanted to tie that into um, what I do in the insurance business. Um, well, first of all, let me, I'm going to run a few statistics by you. Um, and we're, we're talking about empowering women. And so I, I just found this out. I, I, knew, I knew the numbers were somewhere up there, but I didn't really know they were this high. Um, a study that was done by one of my, my insurance carriers. Um, well, first of all, let me just explain when I say carrier. I'm an independent broker. But I'm um, appointed or licensed with um, several different companies. Um, so I'm not a captive agent. Like some comp some insurance companies, you, you work for them and you work for them alone. I'm a broker, um, and I choose you know which companies I want to get contracted with based on what products they offer, so that I can have a um, wide variety of products, so that I can basically have something for everybody. Um, there's some companies, you know, who specialize in one little niche market, and but you know, what about the other 80% of the population? So I didn't want to box myself in, so that's why I became an independent broker. And so some of the companies that I'm with: um, Mutual of Omaha, um, Allianz, Mass Mutual, MetLife, Prudential, Illinois Mutual, Guardian, Fosters, AIG, Fidelity, Great Western, Gerber, Phoenix, Transamerica, Sagicor. That's, and I don't have to pay anything to those companies. I just have to have an active license in the state that I that I write business in, and all my marketing material is free. Um, I just have to bring them business, and I do because that's enough companies, that's enough variety, such that I can serve just about anybody that I run into. Um, but anyway, so one of these companies, I'm not sure which one, but one of them put out these statistics on. Um, life insurance and how the, um, the need is so great among women. And they said that 49% of childless married women have no insurance. 43% of married mothers, of, of married women with children, have no life insurance. And 59% of unmarried mothers have no life insurance. That means that those children have no safety net. They're the sole provider and they're not insured. 
what's going to happen to those kids? They're going to end up in the system. You know, have, nobody likes to think about death, but it's a part of life. It's a fact of life. <laughs> we don't like to think about it, but we should we should prepare for it. And um, and that's another one of my my passions. That's another one of my missions. And one of the companies that I'm most recently licensed with, as a matter of fact, I'm still going undergoing going through the training for their products. They offer what's called living benefits. So it's um, my new uh, slogan, my, one of my slogans is life insurance. You don't have to die to use. So you might say, well, what does that what what does that mean? How can how can that be? Well, um, they it's a it's set up such that you have you take out a policy, you have a death it has a death benefit. Let's say of two hundred thousand dollars is your is the death benefit. You know you pay a premium you know for that amount of coverage, and you know that's going to vary depending on your the age, your age, your gender, and the state that you live in. Those are the three things that go into determining the amount of premium. So let's say you have a two hundred thousand dollars death benefit. You're a um you're a um, a mother. Um, you're married um, and you have two children. You work a job. So you find out that um, you're diagnosed with breast cancer. Now, you know, not all breast cancer is fatal, you know, thank God. But, you know, you've got you've to gotta check it out. You've got to, now health insurance, that'll pay for the actual medical expenses, but, you know, you're, you're a one, you're a major breadwinner. You for the mortgage and and the light bill and the bread and the food. So if you've got to stop your job and um and you run out of sick leave or you don't have sick leave or you know whatever the situation is, that's going to have a financial impact on your family. So what living benefits does for you? It allows you to accelerate a portion of your death benefit of the $200,000 that's your death benefit. Say, what if you need, you know, uh, experimental treatment, you know, or something, or you need to go to, you know, uh, another state for treatment? You know, who's gonna pay those expenses? You know, insurance won't pay for it, they'll pay for the medical. They say, okay, you get there, you know, we'll pay for you. But, you know, who's gonna pay for you to get there? You know, who's gonna pay, who's gonna pick up the bill for your mortgage in the meantime while you're off work for six months? Um, so living benefits pays a portion of your death benefit to you, to you in hand for you to do with as you please. You can pay your mortgage. You can get that experimental treatment in um, Denver or um, or Cayman Islands or wherever, you know, wherever they're offering. You know, this is money for you and it's tax free because it's part of the death benefit. So this is my this is my new platform because people don't know about this. People don't know about living benefits. Um, another one of my slogans I say it's not your daddy's life insurance. It's not the old school life insurance. The <laughs> companies are have come into the 21st century. They real, you know, it, they're slow to change, but they realize, you know, two income households. You know, one of those income, if one of those individuals suffers a catastrophic illness, that family is, is you know is doomed pretty much and especially in the era of covid um we've paid out claims for people with covid who have living benefits we've paid them you know given them whatever amount they want and it varies from company to company as far as how much you know money or how much you can um how much you can the percentage that you can accelerate the benefits but um but what happens if you know if you have $200,000 policy, you need $100,000 to take care of your expenses and, um, you know, your mortgage and your household expenses and get treatment. Okay, that other $100,000, that's, you know, that still stays in the policy for your death benefit. But you have this, you have this bucket of cash that you can take care of your family, you can treatment that you need. And without having to worry about finances, you know, don't you think that would probably increase your chances of recovering from whatever it is, you know, that, that has, you know, that got you down in the first place? Now, there, now this isn't just a, you know, this isn't just based on your say so. You have to have a, um, you know, documentation from a doctor, you know, stating that you're diagnosed with um, one of these diseases. And 
this isn't an all-inclusive list, but I know for a fact that cancer, stroke, and heart attack are three of the um, diagnoses that will um, enable you to accelerate you know, your death benefit and get some of that money while you're living to help you, you know, recover and get back on your feet. So that's my new soapbox. Living benefits for everyone. <laughs> wow. I think I need me some living benefits. I'm in shock right now. <laughs> I ain't trying to pre-diagnose myself. But, um, <laughs> yes, you know. we, don't want, we don't want to get sick, but if you do get sick, you want to know that, you know, you can be made whole again without you know, filing bankruptcy, you know. Yeah, because I heard of like AFLAC, you know, when you get sick or you get hospitalized, they'll pay some of your bills, they'll give you a check. But I've, like you said, I've never heard of um, living benefit. Yeah, yeah. And AFLAC is a good company too. I used to, um, I used to sell their product. Mm -hmm. And, but yeah, that's accident, accident insurance. Um, and mm -hmm. some a lot of other companies sell it, but Affleck, they got the market cornered in that in advertising. Mm -hmm. Everybody does that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, okay. I am really in shock right now. I'm like, you have really educated us. <laughs> I'm like, I've known about the technology side, but the rest, you are really a serialpreneur. I I don't know. I can't say that. Well, yeah, my my dad, he was he was that way. Well, he and he was a he was a um he was God rest his soul. He was he started as a janitor at um General Electric, one of the first in Philadelphia, one of the first blacks to be hired by General Electric in any capacity. And he was a janitor, but he he was had such a um, quest for knowledge. You know, he would um, talk to the engineers and they'd show him stuff. He had my my dad had a workshop in the basement in our basement where he built stuff. You know, built motors and um, you know out of little scraps of you know paper, not paper, but metal and screws. It's funny because when my when me and my husband got married, um, we were going somewhere and. Um, and it was me and him and my dad and my dad and we my dad stopped in the middle of the street and picked up this screw. <laughs> I said, I can use this. And, <laughs> and he did. And my, my husband he teased me about that for this day. He said, Man, I didn't know such thing as um, one, one man's trash is another man's treasure, you know. So I said, Yeah. And I think he used that, I think he used that screw to build something with it. I don't know. <laughs> But um, so yeah, wow. I, I think I got that honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Man, yes, we we would have to have you back. As a matter of fact, you need to join Bull. <laughs> you need to do to our team, Boss Up Leaders, our oh. nonprofit. Yes. Oh, okay. And man, oh, and your I daughter. What was that? But if you think I can add value, I'm I'm. If I can, if I can save some people from getting into credit card debt, hey. Man, oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you pay credit card debt to those insurance? They they pay it off. <laughs> Did the insurance companies pay off the debt too? No, no, not not yet. Maybe maybe in the next in the next. Maybe in the next um, they're not there yet. Um, I'll put that in the box, so, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mayor. <laughs> so, real quick, how do you balance it all? Well, um, well, it was harder when when the kids were small. Even though, there again, I have to say, and I'm I'm not, I don't want to put this out there. I don't want too many people to know about this. But my husband, he is great around. I do not do laundry. My husband does laundry. We had, we had our washer and dryer for six months before I knew how to use it. <laughs> Look at Tracy's face like, what? <laughs> Tracy don't do 
Miss Dang. Miss Denise, Miss Murphy, well, don't feel bad. I don't cook, so I was say I don't cook either. So why whatever? I cook. That's that's the one thing I he won't do. That's, but he'll do the dishes if I cook. So I, <laughs> wow. But, um, but no, we we we've always balanced. And seriously, though, um, I mean, well, that's that's true. But we've always there's never been a um, such a thing as woman's work or man's work in, in our house because I'll just as soon as cut the grass, you know, and he'll do laundry. And so just being flexible and you know, um, and that's how my kids. You know that's how my kids are. You know, and um, my daughter, she'll fix a, she'll fix a car in a minute. Her boyfriend, when she was dating, you know, before she got married, her her boyfriends were always stunned. You know, they didn't know where the battery was, but she showed them <laughs> the um, cleanest battery cable. She'll flip the lid and flip the hood and get her little battery cleaner cable cleaner thingy. <laughs> and and her boyfriend standing there. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> but um, but I, I just think I think it's just you know keeping um, you know don't don't you know put the blinders on just keep an open mind you know and as long as it's not immoral, illegal, immoral, or fattening, <laughs> then it's probably okay. <laughs> so how can everyone get in touch with you? Okay, well, I um. You know what? I don't know my phone numbers, but people aren't good at that anyway. But my my um my website uh, on both of my websites, I have a contact us page, and so my one website for the graphic design is squarebizservices.com, and my financial services um my insurance website is dtmfinancialsvcs.com. So that's is spelled out and then DTM financial svcs.com and I'm also on um, Facebook and um, Instagram under those under the business names or Denise Murphy if you look up Denise Murphy okay. you'll be able to find them there so. I have enjoyed our conversation <laughs> thank you ladies thank you so much I'm, I don't know I've been looking at the pictures and but I'm realizing I should be looking in the camera. So if it looks like I'm looking down, I'm <laughs> okay. I'm looking. I think I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, um, Karen, Tiffany, y'all want to say anything? Closer remarks. Uh, Tiffany's still in shock. She like. Look, I love the finances. I'm all about finances, so I, I'm loving it. And 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 I, I'm aware of the insurance thing. I haven't really talked to anyone about it, but like I have policies and, and I had a near-death experience or whatever um, with my kids. And because I've always carried insurance, not just on me, but also on my kids, I had a come to Jesus meeting in the hospital. And so I feel like it was very important for me to let my kids know about my policies how to access it where all of my information was and, and and i'm with you to the point that you know a lot of families don't have that access or that knowledge of they're not aware of it right. so you know i appreciate you for you know speaking out and having the passion to teach people and and share that knowledge with them thank you you're yeah. welcome pleasure is mine Really is, and I get such joy out of spreading the spreading the word. So. Yeah, and I feel the same way. It's it's a lot of women, single parents, that do not have the basic, um, you know, the, the the monetary gains. They don't have the money to pay for insurance. You know, and I know it's policies out there that will benefit them or that can match their pockets or what they can do. Um, it's people like you, you know, that you educate them, you know, and and if they are in a place to where they do not know how to budget, I'm pretty sure you guide them to say, hey, you know, take away this and you can add this. Right. So that education piece is so important 
when you're talking to these young single mothers, you know, and educating them and enlightening enlightening them on the way forward, you right. know. So I really do appreciate that, you know, um, you you telling your story and you ex and you you expressing how passionate you are about this and how so important it is to have this in your life. So I do thank you for that, you know. Um, You're welcome. Yes, and you guys, thank you for listening to us. Thrive Talk with TKT. See you next Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Bye. Bye. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to Thrive Talk with TKT, where Dr. Tracy Lashley, Ms. Karen Hines, aka Coach K, and Mrs. Tiffany Myers speak on, and two leaders, influencers, and motivators who share journeys in personal and professional growth, teamwork, business tips, life lessons, and the mindset for success to elevate their life. Follow the ladies on all social media platforms at at B-O-S-S-D-U-P-L-E-A-D-H-E-R-Z and visit www.bossdupleadhrz.org. Remember to always walk in your purpose and eliminate self-doubt.